He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, March 10, 2023. I hope your week has gone well, and I hope you're headed into the weekend where you will focus first and foremost on doing what makes you most feel like yourself. Okay? I, I'm not interested in doing things that are inconsistent with who I am and who I want to be, what I want to represent. I'm saying this for me as well, but I'm also talking to you because you know, we're in this together. Focusing on, have I had some caffeine? Yeah. Am I drinking another espresso right now? Sure. From your perspective, it might not make any sense, but what I want to do is I only want to concern myself with things that make me feel most like myself. I do not want to dither. <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in the errata of life, okay? I want to be focused on the things that I'm most interested in, that figure most prominently in my life, and while I'm engaged in them, make me feel most like myself. And part of that would be finding a four-hour time to just type on a, on a laptop with no internet with no browsers or sit down at a table and write endlessly for an hour and a half in longhand. That's what I want to do. I would much rather do that. I would much rather do the morning pages, wake up and immediately start writing, thinking, exploring ideas, trying to move things in my life forward, trying to foster kernels of new ideas into blooms and shoots and sprouts than give a shit about Marjorie Taylor Greene or anything social media-wise or watch my beloved comedy friends comment on some TikTok video they saw or some hippopotamus eating. You know what I mean? I just want to be... I want clarity, don't you? I want clarity, and clarity comes with doing the one to three things that most make you feel like yourself. And here's why I wonder if there's redundancy. Is there redundancy in saying most makes you feel like yourself or makes you feel most like yourself? Like I said, I am a little caffeinated. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. That, that's where I want to be. I, I, I want to only be concerned and consumed with the things that are most aligned with who I am and what I want to represent to the world. Like I say, I don't want to dither and waste time with nonsense, okay? And I don't want you to either. Or I, let me rephrase that. You don't want to either. <laughs> you might be like, yes, I do. Uh, anyway, somehow that has led me to or reminded me of that thought that I know, or I sense. I, I, I'm I'm not a true crime person. I, I sense, but I I know obviously that it's the most popular thing in the world, from a, in a media perspective, podcasts, movies, shows, all that. I'm aware. Okay, respect. If that's your thing, that's fine. I don't I don't have a knock on it. What I have I appreciate to be a consequence of that is now everyone is a detective. <laughs> Once again. Big business figuring out a way to pay people less and get other people to do the work for free. 
I perceive that now everyone has a theory and people are battling on Twitter to solve whatever happened. You know, I get it. I get it. I know what I, I solved the John Bonet Ramsey. Nobody wanted to listen to me, but I realized that there was like a, a stepbrother or a half brother from an earlier relationship who was like 20 years old and probably just had enough of her running her goddamn. No. Um, I solved it. So I get it. I, I understand that the, 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 I also understand at a fundamental group evolutionary level, hey, we're all coming together to solve this thing that none of us is really cool with, while the cops didn't do shit. <laughs> they don't. They don't do shit. They don't. They're not even obligated to. You know the cop is not obligated to protect you? If you're in danger, the cop does not have to help you. Is this every goddamn week? But yes, you can read the newspaper. What happened in Louisville? They violated the constitutional rights of its citizens, like, and they're accountable to no one. Justice Department's not going to make any heads roll. Anyway, it just drives me fucking crazy that there's not, that we're living in this fascist time. Okay, all right, but here's what I want to say about the investigators. We're all investigators. You know, but when I say fascist time, I mean, like, are we the ones when you roll back and go, God, in Germany, how come nobody spoke up when this shit was happening? Nobody's speaking up. All we're trying to do is get likes and views and sell out theaters, right? So come see me <laughs> March 19th at the Laughing Skull Lounge. What's your problem? It's going to be hilarious. I, I can't put this in a comedy act. <laughs> it's not comedy. But what the fuck are we doing? You know who knows those kids that are down like trying to stop Cop City from being built in Atlanta? I don't know. The I just let's not be those people who stood by and said, "What the fuck? Why are we, you know, surrendering ourselves to demagogues and getting distracted by fucking cult meaningless culture wars? Not meaningless for the people who are greatly impacted by, you know, the horrific policies of people on the other side of their uh, just trying to live a life, but." All right, dude, get out of it. And you know what? Somebody came up to me the other night and said, I'm going to, I told a friend, I'm going to go support my liberal friend at his comedy show. Well, thank you, sir, for letting me know that we are friends and you don't like the way I think. That's true friendship. That's loyalty. I appreciate that. Thank you for supporting a system, <laughs> an institution uh, that's, that's anti-progress, anti-thought, anti-reason, that's driven by emotion and passion and uh, nonsense made up in a book, okay? All right, I'm getting, out, I, I, I'm getting out of it. All I wanted to talk about was true crime, right? I had several things I want to talk about. I want to talk here. Let me give you a quick angelic thing my daughter said to me to hold, hopefully hold you into the podcast before I lose you. And you're just like, you know what? I'm not up for this 19-year-old's horse shit today. Why doesn't he go into Reddit and just tell those other never nudes? <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. My daughter said to me yesterday, we're on a walk. And in front of neighbor who listens to the podcast car, uh, in front of his house, there was a dead squirrel. And my daughter stopped and said, uh, Oh, he's a sleepy little guy. And then she 
<laughs> squirrel eventually bent down like within four inches of his face, which is a gape. That's how you say that word. His jaw was open, and there's blood pouring out. Is it the blood stain streaked out of it? It's a dead squirrel. You know the image. And she said, after she said, "Oh, he's a sleepy little guy." Then she looked up at me and she goes, is he dead? <laughs> and I said, yes, I think he is, unless he's, like you said, sweetheart, sleeping. Uh, but either way, let's try to remove our face from within uh, bacteria range of his <laughs> dead and gangrenous body. Very sweet. But what even sweeter is, we were in the house. So my daughter and I, m most nights, take a walk with or without the dogs uh, around the block or two. And <clears throat> then was sort of while my wife is assembling dinner. And then last night we got back in from the walk and we're in the house and we were partying. We had music on. Everyone's having a good time before dinner. And my four-year-old said, she recalled something that we used to joke about in her earlier days more when I was, uh, you know, when I characterized myself as Pence, my wife was Trump. Now I feel like I've, I've, I'm, I'm pretty close to whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm more like DeSantis now. I'm like the new, the new kid in town. <laughs> Have all the red hats attention. My wife's still Trump. She's still, but I'm, I, I've come up definitely. And, but when back when I was when I was Pence, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I used to characterize my. My daughter is a MAGA supporter, and my wife is Trump. Like, she's the be-all, end-all for my daughter. And I was more like Pence. So she was less interested in me. I mean, she was fine with me, but less interested in me when the Donald was around. When the Donald was out of town or the Donald was, you know, when Pence was changing her diaper or wiping her bum or whatever it was, fine. She's okay with Pence. But if both of us were around, you know, she favored her mom. I get it. It's, uh, it's, it's totally uh, understandable. It's not always easy to process because you're like, hey, man, <laughs> who do you think paid that light bill? You know, I'm like that. I'm like, I'm a comics dad. Anyway, so she would say things like, oh, where are we going? And, and uh, my wife would say, well, we're going to go to the store. And I don't know what are you going to do, dad? And I would say, well, I'm going to take a bus to Ohio. I'm going to get on a bus and go to Ohio. I wouldn't say it passive aggressively. I would say it like just sort of jokingly. Well, I, you know, if if do you want to go, with, you want to stay with me, or you want to go with Ba? And she go, I'm going to go with Ba. I'm like, all right, well then I'm going to take a bus to Ohio. And then she just kind of look at me. Anyway, just a silly little thing that Dad was going to get on a bus to go Ohio, and she was like, can I go? Can Baba go? I'm like, yeah, everybody can go, but I'm getting on a bus and going to Ohio. What does it mean? Nothing. It's just one of those things you say to your kid. And, and you know what? Fortunately, I'm making my way through this rather than talking about Cop City and, and Louisville Police Department and all of that, you know, cops being unaccountable to no one. No one. Anyway, okay, so here's the thing. So last night in the post-walk pre-dinner uh, party where we might have managed to do a puzzle, uh, she looked at me and she said, Dada, and I haven't said anything about getting on a bus and going to Ohio in you know, seven months, maybe. Out of nowhere, though, she says to me last night, Dada, and sorry to halt the story again, 
when she says she doesn't know she, when she says I was kidding or were you kidding or were they kidding she doesn't she's still generalizing from that idea so she says she doesn't say are you kidding she says were you telling a joke so kidding is telling a joke in her terms so last night she said to me dada when you said you were going to take a bus to Ohio were you telling a joke and I said yeah girl I was just kidding I'm not going anywhere and she goes forever and I said yeah and then she smiled and gave me a big hug and it was like one of the sweetest things that's ever happened to me she goes you're not and you know the fucking horror of it is I am gonna go somewhere and she's gonna be around a lot why don't you tell her to fucking go to Cop City then dude if you're gonna ruin a special moment by thinking about how it's not gonna be true reality is I gotta make the most of my time with her okay because I'm hopefully she will have a life a lot longer without me than with me. But it's very sweet how she said, were you telling a joke? And I was like, oh, yeah, girl, I'm sorry. I was, I was kidding. I'm not going anywhere. She goes, forever? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going. I'm, I'm here, lady. I'm not going to slow down and say, hopefully I make it to your 30th birthday. Anyway, the true crime thing, I respect your passion for it, but what it seems to have done is now introduce a and maybe you're like yeah dude where have you been stop going and doing stand-up every night and watch some tv like the rest of us well i don't i didn't know that it's created a whole genre of not documentary but something else where it's no experts it's no people who were there telling the story of what happened it's just fucking lunatics on the internet advancing their theories which is what happened when we tried to watch the show late Thursday night about the, that plane that disappeared, MH something, 70, MH370. I think it was Malaysian Air. I feel like they've had a spot, been through a patch. Anyway, I th you know the plane I'm talking about. The plane just vanished. Anyway, like, oh, yeah, this looks cool. Who isn't interested in a plane that vanished? So we watched the preview. I'm like, this, this is going to be great. Watch the preview. And every, it would be like, they would show the plane and people saying planes just don't disappear. And they're hiding something. And, you know, a lot of the facts weren't made clear early on. And they were not telling the whole story. All of the people saying those things as the trailer is being established were not experts. They were just people like you and me. And that's fine, but that's not a documentary. Maybe it's a documentary on fucking people who think they know what happened to the plane. But as much as I'm not a big institution guy, I like a little, I like my, I like expertise. And I trust if some engineer from the NTSB is sitting across the table from me telling me what happened to that plane, he's not bullshitting me. Or that, he, that, he, that he's done the homework, that he's been, he's been vetted. He has some expertise. It was mind-blowing also during the pandemic. I, I'm sure my conservative friend didn't get vaccinated. How you all became, like Aaron Rodgers, experts in shit you know nothing about. You don't even know anything about the vaccine. And you know what? Nor do I. But even more perilous, like Aaron Rodgers, you don't have the expertise to do the research to gain the expertise. 
you have to be trained to be a critical thinker. You have there's rigor to academia that you don't have. And now I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers or everyone who has to do a little more research. You don't know how to fucking do that. So what's very important and that is deferring to expertise. The skill, uh, am I on one? Well, it's the caffeine, is recognizing the expertise and then deferring to it. Realizing someone knows how to fix your car a lot better than you do doesn't mean he's not trying to fuck you over. Respect, I get it, skepticism. And I know money wins over everything. Cash rules everything around me. I know that. But I also know there's no utility in me standing over the guy who knows way more about my car and saying, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? How can you do that? I read on the internet, like you go to the doctor and say, oh, I, I read an article online. Doctor's like, fuck you. You're, you're, it's like you and me reading medical journals and telling the doctor about them is the equivalent of like reading a cartoon. We just don't have the brain to do it. And that's not the equivalent of reading a cartoon. Anyway, you don't know how to do it, okay? You don't know how to get the expertise. And your life will be easier. I'm not talking about, you know, just bowing down to an authority like your religion. I'm talking about being a critical consumer of information. Here's how you do it. Look at somebody who knows a lot of shit and say, hey, where do you get your hair cut? Or who cuts your grass? Or who fixes your car? And they'll be like, I'll send you to my guy. And you go to their guy and they've, I have friends who are like consultants, like that work, uh, you know, that they're, they're like really, really smart, critical thinkers. And I'll just say to them, hey, do you know a plumber? Because I'll know that they have done, they've taken that big brain, that big analytical mind, done the cost benefit ratio, tried analysis. All right, you get what I'm saying? It's, and I'll just say, great, who told me, who told me, how'd you find out about me? Plumber says, Aaron told me, great, perfect. The point is, I like a little bit, I like expertise. We all can't be expertise, experts, and there is a rigor to developing expertise that you have not acquired. How do you, what do you do with rigor? that you have not applied to learning how to fucking figure out what happened to this plane, okay? You read a few articles, and you're quoting expert experts, and you're using experts in your little baby brain. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the people in the trailer for this show about this missing plane. So Netflix, or whoever you are listening to this, if you want to pick up what's your problem, let me know. I talked to an attorney, okay? So we're all excited to watch the show, and by the end of the trailer, we had not seen, very respectfully, one single adult in the trailer. It was just a bunch of sad family members. I get it. Sad family members and seemingly people who had theories about what happened on the plane. That's fine. And if that's where you want to spend your night indulging, go for it. But I want to find out what happened on the goddamn plane, and I would like someone from the National Transportation Safety Board, the goddamn FBI, whoever the expert is, to sit down and say, you know what, uh, I've been looking at plane crashes for, you know, the better part of 20 years, and here's what I think happened. I felt like if I would have indulged that documentary, I would have gotten 
This is comedy, self-help. We did a little self-help at the top. <laughs> we have yet to get to the comedy part. Comedy, self-help. What's the third piece today? Not a lot of military history. <laughs> There's not a lot of American hypocrisy. Well, there was a, a, a little vein of that woven through that rant about the police. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution pointed out that most of the protesters who were, you know, some odd 30 protesters, again, were arrested. Look up Cop City. I've told you this before. And, and my uh, conservative friend, you would love it. They're building like a $900 million setup to, you know, suppress people in cities, essentially, is what it is. So I'm not making anybody safer, I'll tell you that. Uh, anyway, what was the point of this? Oh, but the Atlanta Journal-Constitution pointed out that, I'm sorry, it's just where I am today. Maybe, maybe I need more caffeine. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution pointed out that most of the protesters were, uh, I think they characterized them as white and uh, privileged people from other, from not even from Atlanta. So people who were, it was clearly a negative slant on people coming to Atlanta, white people who had the privilege to fight for the forest because they're going to destroy a mega forest that really cleans the air of South, South Atlanta, et cetera, which largely black population, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, but it was kind of like a, a little bit of a snarky headline, like privileged people from, from other places. And I'm not going to wade into that because I don't know enough about uh, the people who live there, the people who are protesting. Uh, but but my, my, sec, my, my first thought is the people most directly affected by this are the ones whose voices should be listened to, and that is the residents who live around where this development is going to take place, whose lives are going to be affected by it, by black people in the city of Atlanta and the United States of America, who overwhelmingly uh, get the butt end of the stick from the police and have since policing became a thing. That's, that's where the voice should be. Secondary, uh, if people feel to be, but like, you know, there's, there's a way to be an ally. I'm not saying I know how to do it, but there's a way to be an ally where you're supporting and partnering rather than uh, taking on someone's cause as your own and almost like, patronizing way, right? So there's complexity to it. My first thought is the people most affected by that should be the voices we're listening to. Uh, but then my second thought was, and I don't know who wrote the, and I didn't read it, <laughs> but just the headline, people of privilege coming down to protest, in a nutshell, and again, without clicking through, maybe that's a good use of their privilege. Maybe it's condescending and patronizing. I totally get that. But, but at the same time, maybe... Or maybe they're trying to get laid. Maybe they're trying to get likes on Instagram. I don't know. But maybe there is an interpretation where they're trying to use. And yes, they, didn't have, they don't have to live it on a day-to-day. -day, and maybe that's insulting. I understand. I'm just saying maybe they, you know. Let's put it this way. There is a privileged person who went into banking who doesn't give a shit about Cop City. And then there is another person of privilege who came down, sat in a tree, told the cops to go fuck themselves, and got arrested. So 
they're using that privilege for something. Or they, uh, let me put it this way, they use their privilege differently than the person who just went to Wall Street to enrich themselves. That's all. There's just an alternate, alternate explanation. You know me. <laughs> if you are making a show and you want to pull me in, at least have one adult there. We, my wife and I fell into this one time where we tried to watch a quote-unquote documentary about D.B. Cooper, the guy who, uh, who might have been trans, right? That that's, might have been all I learned. Anyway, D.B. Cooper flew a plane or was on a, pl- on a plane somewhere over the Pacific Northwest, grabbed a couple hundred grand or, I don't know, fucking robbed it. I don't know what he did. Somehow he had a bunch of money. I don't even know how he got the money. Because I didn't watch the whole documentary because we tried to, and after 26 minutes it was clear this is just like fan fiction. There was no, do you know what I'm saying? And was this your, worth your time today? When you're watching a show, don't call it a documentary unless you see someone who has expertise in the field, not someone who is a, a D.B. Cooper fan club founder. Okay, that's all I want to say about that. Uh, I did speak with um, I did speak with an attorney who how about that I I spoke with an attorney about trying to copyright aspects of what's your problem uh, and she's an Emory law professor who I just cold emailed because if I you know contact anyone at a law firm the meter's gonna start running but I was like hey this is a thing question from Atlanta stand-up comic and she got back to me and she gave me half an hour of her time and said it's an interesting thing you know she said you can build a trademark establish a trademark for what's your problem maybe a slogan that goes into it which I'm working on now it's a safe place for dangerous talk nah it's not that but it's it's uh where everyone feels heard I don't know we're gonna figure it out but she said you can trademark like a logo, right? A name logo kind of thing, right? You can trademark that. But then as far as copywriting, that would be a little tougher unless we sort of declared that it is a established, that it is a theatrical production and there are consistent elements within it each time. Anyway, the point is, I, uh, the point is, I've gotten support. I've gotten people who like, hey, that's a really cool idea. But more than that, she's invested in trying to help me, which I'm grateful for. Uh, also there's, I feel like my wife is walking around, maybe looking for me. I'm in the goddamn basement. So I'm going to leave you here short. I will want to tell you, that's a sign you've had too much caffeine. I will want to tell you, I want to tell you that I found one more song. You know, we were talking about the, uh, turning down of music, how the, how good times, bad times and other songs, the producer in the 70s or whatever, just like, all right, that's enough, and just t- turned it down. Last week, on Sunday, we, my daughter was listening to, my daughter and I were listening to Easy Like a Sunday More Easy by the Commodores. That's why I'm easy, oh, easy like Sunday morning. I know, it sounds great. It sounds better than Lionel Richie and better than the Faith No More cover. They... Whoever produced that record, and maybe it was Lionel Richie himself, turns down Lionel Richie still singing at the end of that song. 
How insulting is it? So next time you listen to Easy, listen, that's like one of the great songs in the American canon. And the producer's like, it's enough, dude. We know it's going to be a hit. You did what you had to do. You don't have to finish writing the song. And because I said I, I, I'm going to jump and I will, I will tie this off at 30 minutes, uh, I, want, I wanted to. But I just got so caffeinated over my skis that I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I lost focus, quite frankly, and <laughs> rambled around Cop City and Privilege and Missing Airplanes and D.B. Cooper. And uh, I know it's amazing that I get through the day sometimes. Imagine that. Imagine if you're, if you're all the threads in your brain misfired like mine do, or fired simultaneously, depending on how you think about it. I wanted to spend time talking about the most annoying person I've ever met. Sorry, the most annoying stand-up comic I ever met, I think. I never talk shit about comics unless they're my friends. But I want to tell you next time. I'll tell you next time. I'll leave it. I'll make a note to talk about it. This guy who came to Limerick on Tuesday and... Well, me for, first of all, me he was smashed, so I gotta I gotta cut him some slack. But asked if he could do the open mic, and I said, "Yeah, it starts at you know ten thirty or eleven after the main show, right?" And he's I'm telling him this while there's a comic on stage talking, so I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll put the list out in a little bit." And he's like, "Okay, how much time?" I'm like, "Yeah, two minutes, two minutes." And he's two minutes. That's all I get. I'm like, "Dude, fucking." Let's talk about this later. You know, whatever. Like, get. I, I go. I kind of like walked away from him, and he keeps coming after me, talking about he can't do just two minutes. He needs more time, and I'm like, dude, fucking, I, I can't talk about this right now. And then he kind of like went away, and then you'd see him get like that drunk thinking, like where he's got like two things in his head: I need more time, and that guy is the solution. And then he fucking walked back up. It was so fucking annoying and uh, that it got to the point where I was like, then don't fucking do the mic. I'll tell you more about that next time. Have a great weekend. Avoid people like that asshole and uh, do things that make you feel most like yourself. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, bye.